Good morning, Canada, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 202, or 202, if you speak a real language. Uh, this is going up for our patrons, our beautiful, gorgeous, contributing patrons, November 29th, 2021, December 1st, for the plebs. Uh, Steve, this is no. a weekly show? Uh, it's, been a, sometimes. it's been a hot minute. It's been a, it's been a, uh, been a, been a bi weekly near the end of 2021 show, uh, but uh, we cover all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. My name's Steven. Joining me, Steve. You know the rigmarole. Uh, if you yep. want to help us, go on over to patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs. Two day early access to the pod, Discord perks, uh, game key giveaways every month, discounts for Canadian gaming events, etc. Shout out to our top tier patron, Mr. Eric Beer. Go to thebotbook.com. Uh, hot off the success of Game Slice 2021. Thank you, Eric, for your support. And a huge shout out to our new patron, D underscore Nova. Thank you, D. Steve, at the top of the show, I want to plug all the ways you can support the Wet'suwet'en out in BC who are trying to fight back against Coastal Gas Link Company, who them and their, uh, as they hold the pension uh, of many RCMP officers who are now defending them, which is, hmm, just put that out there. Uh, they're getting fucked up and messed around and it's not good. And so if you want to help them, link in the show notes, top of the show notes. By the way, it's because we're me. coming up to the end of the year. We are. And you want you want to lower your tax taxes. <laughs> I got the, the Indian Residential School Survivor Society like tax receipt. Nice. So I, I know some of these aren't like official tax um, tax ones or whatever. I don't know if, if the one you linked is, but... If, if that's important, if that's part of it, you can also do the Indian Residential School Survivor mm-hmm. Society. I kind of forgot. Like, they sent me the email. I was like, oh, yeah, I did do this. <laughs> Good work, Steve. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, it's like a little pat on the back a couple months later. <laughs> up to 70% of your first $400 contributed to the Communist Party of Canada is also a tax refundable. So, you know. That's that's true for every party of Canada, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Steve, I want to tease a couple things we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Kratos is getting some canadian developers interesting uh another yet another bioware lead has left the much beleaguered anthem developer and a new project finally teased from the studio behind our favorite ps4 canadian ps plus game i don't know if that's true but i think you know a game we're talking about steve let's start with a couple one job (laughs) <laughs> no, two jobs, one studio, HDX Transmedia in Toronto. If you want to make some saucy, wink, nudge, nudge uh, video games, they're looking for a technical character animator, wink, wink, and a senior uh, Unreal game developer. Uh, so yeah, you should check that out. I got a bunch of events to plug, Steve. It is coming down to the end of the year, but Game Breakfast Audio Club is back. Uh, it'll be too late for everyone listening on the Normie Times with patrons this Wednesday, December 1st. Uh, Quote, feel free to join and chat about your games and your audios (laughs) until we have our... uh, Oh, no, wait. I copied that wrong. Anyway, the link's in the show notes. Talk about games with people, 9 a.m. Eastern, and the audio in those games. This Friday, Dames Making Games, putting on the Games Writing Workshop again, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Low-key online social geared towards writers who want to work together. Wednesday, December 8th, Steve, is the Game Awards and, most importantly... The next Dirty Rectangles online stream, twitch.tv slash Dirty Rectangles. Head to head. Different. Uh, who, will, who will win out? <laughs> Tough to say. I think the Game Awards got 86 million unique viewers last year, but I think Dirty Rectangles could hit that. Um, <laughs> especially, <laughs> will, with our, especially with our help. Especially with our plug. Uh, our at least 94 million. We just need a couple of those to get on that. 
Uh, so you can check those, both those events, and hopefully Joff plugs all the Canadian ones for us at the Game Awards again next Wednesday, December 8th. Uh, and then Saturday, December 18th is the next <coughs> December, or the speaker social from Dames Making Games. Quote, the chillest of socials, our winter holiday social is sure to get silly. There you go. Nice. Lots to do this month, Steve. Uh, and then stay tuned for me, December 23rd, buying all my Christmas presents. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you gotta Steve, go earlier than that. Come on, dude. Come on. No, it always works out, though. I've, I've crushed it the past couple of years. I remember one time I... I just was so busy I couldn't it was like December 22nd 23rd whatever mm-hmm. and I called my brother I'm like what do you want for Christmas I'm finally doing all this he's like you know what I'm out of uh, I'm out of meat in my house so if you can get me like uh, an M&M's gift card that would actually come in clutch I'm like alright done that is the manliest Christmas story I've ever heard <laughs> it was good and actually you know what it actually getting grocery gift cards is uh, is pretty nice when you're poor I hit a point in my life where I actually appreciate getting socks because my socks rip so easily. Yeah, that's you're no longer a child, my no, friend. No, I'm not. That's, that's it's the next. The other indication is when you go into home hardware and you're just like, ooh, ooh, home. You're excited. You're, yeah, home you're stuff. Home hard, oh, that's the, that's the other indication. But thus begins the winter of our discontent. <laughs> um, There's certain things that I I need but never want to buy and underwear and socks and stuff are in there. So Mm -hmm. every, yeah, for the last like decade of Christmases, I always just get all my underwear. From Christmas. uh, From Christmas and just try to stretch it out over the years. Let's let's shuffle some papers on that one, Steve, and uh, move on to a few releases I want to highlight. This is in no way comprehensive of the past almost two months of releases we've kind of missed, but there's a couple I want to plug out. Uh, First, Ports, Where Cards Fall, from Built by Snowman in Toronto. It's coming to Switch, Steve. You tried it on Apple Arcade, I believe, or that's where it launched. I don't know if either of us actually. You've tried this one. Uh, Yeah, I I only played like maybe 20, 30 minutes of it. Okay. It's good. It's fun. It's on Switch now. Would you say it'd be better on Switch than an iPhone? Uh no the touches but you got no, that touch screen on the switch though oh yeah that's true but the mm-hmm. thing like because the thing with um fold apart that's like my example is mm-hmm. like the thing you're trying to touch and move was very small so it was annoying on a touch screen mm-hmm. um but the, where the cards fall what it isn't so I think it would be just as good on Switch or Apple Arcade I'm sure Apple Arcade is the cheapest way to play the game that's probably true. Um, speaking of affordable great games, A Short Hike is now on yes. console, Steven. We'll get to this, yes. uh, what we've been talking about, but as you all know, Steven's personal game of the year, 2019, uh, uh, slept on by the mainstream, but obviously did quite well to the point where they were printing vinyls for it and physical copies, which usually means in indie games, quote unquote, made it. It's now on consoles, which is where Steve has been playing it recently. Mm-hmm. But we're going to get to that, Steve. And Backbone is also out now on consoles. Uh, as for new releases... Shout out to Tall Poppy by Attainable Entertainment in Sudbury, Ontario. Family in Sudbury. <coughs> or Tori's side, anyway. And uh, uh-huh. they uh, hopped in our Discord to plug this one. So, of course, like the easiest way to get something in front of us onto the show, just join our Discord and, and just put it into a feed I look at every day. That's, that's <laughs> the, the easiest way to do that. Steve, this game looks terrifying in terms of trailers. Um, uh, it has the like very, obviously, limited resources uh, in the jank to the camera and stuff in a way that mm. you know i think toxicant from cosmocat had that a bit um there's like obviously you start with default camera controls in a lot of these engines and then sort of build on top of that as you need and so as you have less resources to build on top of that the more it reminds me of the default camera controls this game looks like it has that but it also looks 
pretty fucking scary if this trailer is indicative of anything. I don't like the classic uh, shine a light down the hallway and then something at the end of the hallway scurries from left to right really fast. You know that one? <laughs> yeah, that's I the don't. classic. I don't like that one, Steve. That's probably my least, more than jump scares, more than anything, that really bothers me. Um, and they seem to have, uh, have achieved that here. Um, it's still on the discount launch sale until Friday, December 3rd. So everyone listening to this, check out Tall Poppy. It's only on for three bucks. Ten positive Steam reviews. We got any funny ones? Let's see. Why are there so many photocopiers in this church? That is funny. <laughs> um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, thank you, Attainable. Uh, in Sudbury, stay warm. Uh, Death Becomes You from our good friends at Quill Studios uh, is out now on Steam. They've also been plugging it in our Discord a bit and on Twitter. Steve, you'll remember Quill Studios from their hit game, A Summer with Shiba Inu, which I believe was a bunch of Shibas, visual novel style, going to, I think, Japan? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Easy a Summer platinum. with the Shiba Inu, the titular Shiba Inu, which is now on sale for the Steam Autumn uh, Festival. Uh, their next game is... Death Becomes You. It's a mystery visual novel. Let me read you a little bit of this. Who killed your best friend? Find out the truth before four suspects frame you instead. Classic. Uh, you play as Sydney. Sydney's in a, in a real pinch here. Um, Rock Paper Shotgun named it one of the 13 best Steam Next Fest demos you should play. There you Ooh. go. What are they, Looking the pretty. Reviews? Got some nice art, art in this game, Steve. And the funniest review currently logged is loading. No, it's not. There's no funny reviews yet. Okay, that's all right. And the last game I want to plug, huge stealth release, Steve, launched at the end of last month. Dungeon Darkest Dungeon 2 from Red Hook Studios in Vancouver just is just out. Uh, they have some weird thing going on with PC Gamer for a lot of the PR. But, uh, mm. yeah, it's out. It's very different. It's now a rogue. Well, I guess it was always kind of a rogue light and you just went on runs in the dungeons that were procedure generated yeah. but now it looks like you you send out caravans almost and each caravan run changes so the runs are longer i think i so still want to dig into it it's not even early access like it's just a full this is just it's early access uh okay. only on the epic game store to start uh and uh it's 32 canadian dollars um it's do they do right reviews now, on epic yet no they don't what do you got uh, oh, it's on sale until November 30th, so. Useless to our listeners, except for patrons. Patrons. There you go, patrons. Maybe you should be a patron then. Get that Darkest Dungeon 2 scoop. Uh, <laughs> so lots of big releases I've, I've probably missed, but uh, yeah, some, uh, some I wanted to highlight, Steve. That's fair. <sighs> I got a We're bunch all, of news, too. You're only you one say? man, Steven, so. You're only one man. I am, and uh, I'm tired. Yeah. Uh, some news this week, Steve. A couple of huge, big studio announcements. Um, the Amplifier <coughs> Game Group, which you might know is that big Swedish billion-dollar game conglomerate that's gobbling stuff up. It's just opened a new studio in Montreal called Goose Bite, but Bite is spelled B-Y-T-E. Eh? Eh? Mm-hmm. Eh? Mm-hmm. Canadian geese? You know? There's something weird about this studio, <laughs> Steve. Uh, coming at us from game developer, formerly Gamasutra. Um, I want to read you this quote from the, let's see, what is this person's official title? Um, that's just the thing though. Official titles are going to be weird at this studio. Um, their slogan is, uh, 
they will form the organizational technical core of the studio to former Ubisoft devs, but they don't believe in like titles. So I'm gonna read this quote. I strongly believe that a great studio is a place where people come together to achieve ambitious goals in a respective collaborative matter. A studio should not be a place where authority figures dictate stringent policies on how people should live their lives. Interesting. Freedom is a big one for me. My family was given asylum from a repressive communist regime. I also grew up in Texas where freedom is fiercely valued. I have allergic reaction to unearned or meaningless authority. I strongly believe that a great studio is a place where people come together to achieve yada, yada, yada. Basically all that to say, quote, employees will be free to choose how and from where they wish to work. Okay. Um, how all that will pray, play out. Um, they mentioned crunch a bunch. Uh, crunch is the sorry excuse for poor management. Uh, the, uh, yeah, they seem to be espousing some communist ideals while uh, <laughs> having fled a communist regime, but that's okay. Life is full of contradictions. And the studio is going to have like a weird no CEO, no authority figure policy. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Weird. Um, weird. Different. I don't, I don't think I would want to, I don't think I would want to be a part of that. To be honest, I'd feel like I need like someone to tell me what to do like if it's just up to me i'm gonna go fucking play playstation i'm not gonna gonna work (laughs) is this how uh is this kind of how steam works though so that's like valve is technically like a completely lateral thing oh yeah valve sorry yeah if you've been there long enough and are not gabe newell the owner (coughs) of the company who makes the majority of the money or everyone who's worked there longer makes more it's like very weird it's it there is authority and there is project leads and there is things that get greenlit and canceled and obviously gabe is in charge and makes the billions of dollars but technically i think that's what i've heard about valve too but yeah yeah. like if you get say there's 20 people at this studio for now you get like Mm. 15 of them and they're like okay let's go make an adult only hentai rpg Mm mm-hmm like the other five are just going to like <laughs> what like what if you just, I don't I don't understand I don't know I guess we'll see what they make but yeah we'll see in practice what happens they uh, in our first title quote you'll be switching gears from some frantic real time gameplay driven survival to a slower place restriction free creative workshop wow ambitious um yeah so I just want to highlight that so company trying something new i always appreciate people in the game space trying to do something new uh actively calling out crunch as an issue from the get-go but actions speak louder than words obviously um so yeah keep an eye on goose bite steve another studio opened this month huge boar games is a solo dev in toronto who's um, getting you're gaining steam on itch.io which is a weird way to say that uh, for a lot of their tabletop role-playing games uh, has now announced their new studio, Huge Boar Games. Great name. Uh, and the studio, Steve, if you look at the logo, the H and the B make up like the eyes and the nose of the boar. Right. Um, I like that. I like when the, the this, I like when they say the name of the movie in the movie, and I like when the, the name of the studio's in the studio logo. So, uh, yeah, if you are huge into the tabletop role-playing game scene and want to check out some local source-fed, grass-fed, Canadian tabletop games. <laughs> Huge four. <laughs> Lastly, uh, Icefall Interactive has opened in Nelson, BC, which I didn't know was a city. So that's just some guy. Uh, they're making VR games and are staffing up, actually. But they didn't pay us to talk about that, so we won't. Uh, 
<laughs> Some general news, Steve. The Calgary Game Developers Association making plays. They're they're gearing up on, on social media. Uh, seem to be a big push in the province to better highlight the game dev space. There have launched a Game Developers Association bundle mm. uh, for twenty five bucks. You get twelve games made in Calgary. Pretty good deal uh, when you look at all those games separately. Uh, yeah, so that's just as far as I can tell, just ongoing. Uh, I want to highlight Semispheres is in that bundle by Vivid Helix, one of my favorite puzzle games ever. Speed dating for ghosts, I've heard a lot of great stuff about from Copy Chaser Games. Those are the only ones I know from this bundle. Oh, and Insurgency is is pretty big. There you go. Uh, the bundle's on Steam, twenty five Canadian bucks. Support some Calgary developers. Steve, we haven't really talked about NFTs on this program. I think we're- <laughs> You you said recently uh, after upgrading your NFT knowledge from five to eight percent that you're kind of in the I'm don't really want to be bothered with NFTs. Is that safe to say where you still are? Yeah, it's still the the thing like the majority of people I see on my Twitter because again I follow a lot of like Canadian artists and all that stuff. Um, they're all against it, mm-hmm. um, and I I have crypto. But I don't, and I don't even know if I have NFT because I don't know how that works. Like I don't know if the crypto I have is also part of NFT. But I, I, I just don't, I don't know enough about it. And everyone I know seems to hate it. I'm looking for someone that I like can talk to who is like pro NFT, but isn't like you know jerking off to it all the time. Like mm-hmm. just loves it. Like just is sort of intrigued by what it can do. I guess I haven't found mm-hmm. that person yet to talk to. So okay. I don't know. I don't know NFTs. I know a lot of people don't like them. I don't even understand how they're made. Okay, I'm. I'm announcement. The, we're going to make our logo an NFT. <laughs> the Canadian Universe <laughs> logo is now an NFT. I bring up NFTs because obviously it's the new hot thing. Like if you went online and put in video games in the Google search trends and just click the news tab in 2017, <laughs> you just got VR. Uh, that seems to be the new thing in 2021. I don't think NFTs will have the staying power as VR as they contribute nothing to the gameplay experience and in no way improve mm-hmm. or change anything in a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of money's been thrown around Ubisoft. Uh, a couple of the big studios have announced they're getting in NFTs, uh, which Isn't is it weird that when steam announced that they're not going to allow NFT or blockchain shit on their platform, it felt like more studios announced <laughs> NFT stuff. Like it was, the they want to get in on that reaction. pie, Steve, they want to slice of that pie. It's a, uh, yeah, you, you essentially studios are picking a side of the wire now, and uh, it's getting asked in like every interview now. Uh, Phil Spencer's been getting asked about it, and he said we're not looking at NFTs. Geoff Keighley confirmed there will be no NFT shenanigans at the Game Awards. Um, all that to say, Behavior Interactive in Montreal, they're doing NFTs. <laughs> this is the studio behind Dead by Daylight. Uh, they are commissioning <laughs> the first. The first NFTs will be for Pinhead, who's a f- horror character. I don't know who's coming to the game. And there's there's NFTs. So if you want to dump a bunch of your money into uh, PNG, you own a code to that no one else has the code to, and it might go up in value or it might tank. You can do that now, and they'll give you so, that opportunity. Someone replied to the, the tweet from Behavior oh, no. with uh, it's like a GIF, and it's it's a desktop that has like the forest and Red Dead Redemption Two and Horizon Zero Dawn and Dead by Daylight, and then Dead by mm-hmm. Daylight just disappears. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh man, someone replied, uh, or no, it didn't reply. This is just one of the other tweets. It's them with a photo of like the download code at GameStop for Dead by Daylight. Be like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to stuff these in the back. No one needs to suffer through this on Switch, which is oh, funny. funny. 
Anyway, uh, kingofgamedevs.com, largely poo-poo NFTs, Behavior Interactive, uh, dipping their toes in. And, uh, yeah. yeah, there's not a surefire <coughs> way. Like, before NFTs, the, be- the best way to get me to uh, immediately not care about your game was to pitch it as, like, an MMMO with survival and crafting elements or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the fastest way to get me to not care about your project at all is to put NFTs or blockchain technology registered trademark into it. And they did imagine that. imagine the MMO with NFTs. Oh, somewhere, NFTs, somewhere, Steve. Some some whiteboard is filled with those two words right now. But it's like you you're living in like communist Russia, and you just basically <laughs> have to live your life. Like, what would you do? Oh man, manufactured <laughs> manufactured scarcity does not blend to the Soviet Revolution dream, Steve. Uh, so yeah, all that to say, <laughs> come on, behavior. I don't. I don't appreciate that behavior from behavior. Oh, there you go, uh, Steve. Bioware, uh, hot off of was Anthem the last game they released? I think it was. Uh, I guess like Mass Effect trilogy, technically. No, that doesn't count. But they didn't um, do it. Yeah. So Anthem, which was like twenty nineteen. <laughs> most most recently famous for developing uh, one of the worst games released um, at a high profile level. Uh, in a while, uh, not quite Cyberpunk bad, not quite No Man's Sky bad, but somewhere between Fallout seventy six and those games uh, has more trouble. Steve, their creative director for Dragon Age, uh, everyone sort of like put all their hopes in terms of Bioware being a studio that still makes games for the people who grow up loving Bioware games. Uh, all those hopes are pinned on the new Dragon Age game, and the creative director has since left. Uh, this is one of the one of many huge high-profile departures from Bioware in recent years. Uh, creative directors and creative leads tend to last, it seems, like a year to 18 months at the studio <laughs> just since EA bought it. Uh, mm-hmm. No, that's not true. Since, like, Andromeda. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, this is not inspiring. <laughs> no confidence has been inspired by this announcement, Steve. In fact, more confidence has been lost if there was any left. Uh is there a future for Bioware, Steve? I don't know, man. Like, <clears throat> I was, I'm just looking at their thing now. Yeah, Anthem was 2019. Mm-hmm. Dragon Age 4 was announced three years ago. And yep. all we've seen is concept art. The like, last we, I've heard, Steve, do you remember that article uh, where EA in their quarterly report said Bioware 4 has to launch between April 2022 and April 2023? Oh, really? I don't, yeah. So, I... <laughs> or whatever that fiscal year is, um, that's when they're like, that's when Dragon Age 4 is coming out, is the last official thing we've heard from EA. While we have seen zero in-game footage, uh, probably a cumulative three minutes of concept art moving across the screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I yeah, I don't know. I just see this game. Like, I'm so tired of just... I like Dragon Age. Like, Dragon Age 1 A lot of people and, do. Yeah, they're, they're really good games, and... I even liked uh, two, which a lot of people didn't like. But, um, I mean, fuck, man, three years ago, <laughs> yep, <laughs> like, yep, and it's been four years since Anthem, zero gameplay, and uh, yeah, I mean, this guy leaving, like, I don't, I don't really pay attention too much about the studio heads at, at studios a lot of times, but mm-hmm. this guy leaving, I guess, is a big deal, and we'll see what dragon age four is i'm like do you think we'll see it at the game awards i gotta imagine wasn't that where it was announced yeah like, well it says december 2018 so i yeah i imagine i assume it was because I, I remember the like dragon art 
with like that big black dragon with like the saint head behind it, like mosaic art style. I don't know. I am, uh, yeah, like since I guess the end of Mass Effect trilogy, it seems EA's been pushing Bioware in a direction that they aren't able to meet. At this point with that game, like if they if they announce if they actually show gameplay and then they announce like a release date of like of next year, mm-hmm. November December, which will then probably get delayed. Get delayed again. <sighs> like they should just do the Fallout Four reveal, which was like, here's this game. It's out in four months. Exactly. You know, just yeah. like just uh, I don't know. The Whatever. the development must have been really weird too, because if you'll remember another report that EA after the success of Fallen Order. Uh, Reorchestrated the development of yeah. Dragon Age Four to remove multiplayer elements they were working on because yeah. Fallen Order's yeah. success was like, oh wait, people buy single player games. I guess we'll make one of those too. Yeah, and 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 because Anthem did so poorly too. Yeah. So and all yeah, that time that they spent on Anthem too, I don't think Bioware proper did that. I think that was Austin. Or whatever, Bioware Austin. But like, yeah. But they spent like a like imagine just spending like a year and a half trying to fix a game and then just be like, no. Nah. And it got plugged. <laughs> and it got, yeah. Pull, like, plug oh, up, pulled. Yeah. Like, I know games kind of get made and delayed and canceled all the time, but this was it's a true. game that they had the, like, building block. They had the game. It was out. You could play mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You could spend $90 on it or whatever. And then they tried to fix it for a year and a half, and they're like, no, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, it was Anthem <laughs> Next or whatever. Anthem Beyond, whatever the name was. I can't remember, yeah. Me neither. Um, you know who I do remember, Steve? Who's that? Juan from oh, the hit game Guacamole. Uh, Juan has essentially become uh, what's it? What's an actor who's just in everything, and everyone's like, "Oh shit, it's that guy." Oh, you like know? Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Uh, Juan is the Kevin Bacon of video games in that he is the guest character in so many indie games. Most recently, Dead Cells. Uh, you can now play as Juan, uh, as well as you know Hollow Knight, Hyperlight Drifter, a bunch of other not Canadian games, but most importantly, Juan. Uh, and uh, the way to like find him is like the chicken gold statue thing. You actually like get him from that, which is fun. Um, I think this is one of the last big updates for dead cells. I don't remember exactly. Um, but you can also turn into chicken mode and then you drop, um, you drop bomb eggs, of course. Uh, yeah, this, this might be what gets me to hop back in and check out dead cells. A game I got to the last boss of multiple times, never beat. Um, Oh really? Yeah, so maybe maybe I'll do it as Juan, you know? I've never played it. I just added the Fatal Seed bundle to my wish list because this is, like, the one thing now that's pushed me into... I'm so starved for Guacamelee content, I'll fucking play Dead Cells. You're not going to get any new Guacamelee content for a while, Steve. Uh, No, probably not. Probably not. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. You know, don't... I'm still excited for... uh, Nobody Nobody Saves the World. Nobody Saves the World. Which I I gotta imagine they'll throw in in an Easter egg Oh. If it's anything like well, Severed didn't really have all that like Easter egg stuff that their other their other two games did really, or the two Guacamelee games did. But um, yeah, I definitely think you'll see some love for other properties. Nobody yeah. saves the world. Steve, do you remember? T- let me let me transport you back to fall 2014. Oof, what a time! It was the launch of the PlayStation 4, uh, and the launch of a new feature in PlayStation Plus of new games launching in the service, uh, as in they go live for everyone and free for PS Plus subscribers the same day. One of these games came from a new, fresh, Canadian Quebec game studio, Compulsion Games. It was called Contrast. You and I really like this game. Mm -hmm. 
they've been quiet for a while and then they did uh we happy few well let's not talk about it it happened we all make mistakes <laughs> their next project long rumored since they were acquired by xbox after the launch of we happy few has now been named it is called midnight uh of course it's going to be coming to game pass uh and let me tell you a bit about midnight here steve i'm gonna i'm gonna pull up I got, the, I got the quote up right now. Oh, you get hit me. Hit me with Midnight. Recently, we received some details on Compulsion's first outing as part of Xbox Game Studios. Currently codenamed Midnight, this upcoming title is supposedly a third-person action game set in a mm-hmm. dark and fantastical world. Mm-hmm. Some of the game's early concept artwork can be seen above, which is pointless here. They represent the game's protagonist alongside a warped, harpy-like humanoid that appears to descend through various iterations of mutation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's described as a coming-of-age tale drawing upon inspirations from America's Deep South racism. The game features magic and large fantastical beasts with a strong southern gothic vibe. That sounds dope. The game mm-hmm. is a wholly single-player experience and what has been described to me as a strong story. So, in my Fuck experience yeah. with yeah. what I can only assume is a bunch of middle-aged white French guys in Montreal <laughs> making this game... <laughs> I wouldn't guess they would tell a coming-of-age story drawing and inspirations from America's Deep South starring a black woman. I'd, I, you know, I wouldn't bet on them nailing that, um, but <laughs> the butt's doing a lot of heavy lifting here, Steve. Uh, I really like Contrast, which, which featured a female lead in, in a really dark and thematic uh, game with a lot of cool atmosphere and um, I can only assume equally fun concept art enough to make me pretty excited about this next project what do you think yeah i think i think it sounds dope i think that's a cool um cool vibe Mm -hmm. (laughs) to to have like you're mixing yeah america's deep south whatever like very heavily catholic or whatever someone's going to be racist to this lady in the concept art oh i'm i'm guessing everyone is racist to this lady Uh, well (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) and then you throw in some goth like some some fancy elements i'm down. Oh, these these two other pieces of concept are are dope like yeah sounds oh, great man sounds great uh when keep was, working uh, on a compulsion we so had few was 2018 because it was an early access from uh 2016 i think to 2018 summer of 2018 and so it's, it'll be it's been three years since then it launched in early access in 2016 uh, which is where I bought it. It was one of the first Xbox game preview games, which is their early access um, equivalent. Uh, and it was completely busted, Steve. It did not function on my Xbox at all. Uh, a lot of the systems didn't really work together in interesting ways. It feels like you were either playing a survival game or you were playing a first-person story Bioshock-style game, but in these little hub open worlds that, as soon as you got to the edge of the level, were very clear what the limitations of the art were. Mm-hmm. Uh it was tough. It was it was really bad. Um, but I'm, it was different. It was really different. Um, it had a strong uh, pitch and trailer and buzz. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, they can't all be winners. And I want them to take another swing. And with those Microsoft resources, Steve, who knows? Get the Microsoft money. Get that Microsoft money. Turn that uh, turn that deep south racism up to 11. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> who would not be getting some Microsoft money. Uh the new Mass Effect trailer, teaser, picture, Steve. I don't even know why we're talking about this. You know what? Yeah. We're not talking about Bioware until they release gameplay trailer of a game. Thank you. Okay? Can we can we just say that, right? Unless they do something stupid, of course, but I'm done I nothing, talking. I have nothing to say about Mass Effect, so I mean. Me neither. You're until the Mass they, Effect person, so I mean. I love Mass Effect, and I am very excited for a new Mass Effect. But until they show us 
gameplay of a game. We're done talking about Bioware games on this program. Steve, God of War is being ported to PC by a Canadian studio. Jetpack Interactive, talked about on the site before, will be uh, partnering with Sony's new PlayStation PC label uh, to help them bring the titular God of War reboot from 2018, not really reboot because it's the same story, to PC. Um, So that's kind of cool. the same story. Mean. Mm, it is the same. I mean, it's not a reboot because it's like it's a continuation. It, it takes it takes. Oh, Kratos. I see. It's a continuation yeah, yeah. of his of Kratos's story. But yeah, yeah okay, I got what you're saying. I guess it's exactly. rebooting like in they they yeah. drop the numbers and although it's technically God of War like nine or something, it's also just it's doing the bracket bracket thing, which we love yeah. on this program. The uh, you love, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it it would be numbered. It'd be four game wise. It'd be. No, because there was God of War 1, God of War 2, the two PSP ones, the PS3 yeah, yeah, yeah. one, yeah, Ascension. One, but the last numbered God of War was three. Was three. So, okay. so numbered it'd be four, but actual game, I think you're right, it'd be eight or nine. And um, it's it also an amazing game. Big fan. Uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of cool. Um, PlayStation, in terms of the big three, Microsoft, PlayStation, Sony, has the least Canadian presence, uh, it seems. They recently opened that studio in Montreal with Jade Raymond. Um, mm. They've purchased, I think... Didn't they just buy a Canadian studio and they're also are now working with Jetpack on PC ports? So, you know, new PlayStation presence coming to Canada in the coming years. Who knows? Steve, 13 AM Games, to close out news today, has gifted us with a, a sneak peek of their next project, Dawn of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. Set in Toronto from a studio in Toronto, coming first half of 2022 for everything. Just everything. Uh... Let me give you the pitch. Let me scroll down here. Where's the pitch, Steve? Okay. Uh, they're partnering with publisher WayForward, who's released a, a couple big indie hits uh, in recent years, uh, like DuckTales Remastered and A Boy and His Blob. It's a new co-op brawler in which you get to play as Kaiju, who stands up against other monsters and inadvertently trashes the fully destructible fictional city of New Toronto uh, in the process. Four playable beasts, the Megadon, the Ganera, Aegis Prime, and the Tempest Galahad. None of these mean anything to me, but this art is sick. Uh, it's it's blending kind of like the 2D uh, art style of the Kaiju with like a 3D city. Um, yeah. What do you think of Dawn of the Monsters, Steve? It looks like a brighter uh, Darkest Dungeon 2, by the way. <laughs> right, because Darkest Dungeon 2 combines those uh, 2D character portraits with like a 3D yeah environment yeah i'm getting that too is it kind of like um streets of rage where like you move forward and backwards like that kind of thing uh, i don't know let me watch this trip let me let me kind of uh steve i'm looking at screenshot three at 11 of this uh news announcement which is plugged in the show notes there's a tom norton's good stuff which is very obviously a tim horton's parody on one of these posters which is which is good good work it does appear to be sort of a streets of rage type of thing okay most of the trailer they show is like a, is like a cartoon or whatever, which looks pretty sweet. But there is around the 13, 12, 13 second mark, you can see kind of uh, that there's different um, layers that the character can move up and down and fight. Okay. Is it like lanes, like Little Big Planet, or is it like free flow, like Street Street? No, it looks like free flow. Like, uh, yeah, it's free flow. So from, from what I can tell from one of these screenshots, it's like two Transformers looking characters and then two like Godzilla looking characters. So nice yeah. mix of man and machine here. Or I don't know much about Kaiju. Monster. This is definitely straight from um, 
the head of the studio. Oh, man, I'm blanking on his name right now. I, I chilled with him in Tokyo because we just That's cool. both be there at the same time. And I follow him on Instagram. I feel bad. But he's a big uh, kaiju guy. So There you go. Not surprised. I don't know. I, I don't know anything past Godzilla, but I'm excited for this. This is dope. Me too. And 13 Games is a good studio. Although I didn't play uh, their last game. Um, no. I played Rumble. Forget about, forgetting the name now. Double Runbo is great. I see Runbo like still on store shelves, like the physical copy. Same. I keep meaning to like kind of get it. Double Cross. That's the game. I never Double Cross. Did it come to PlayStation? I don't it know. It didn't. At Nintendo Switch, at PC and Xbox One. Guys, what are you doing? Get wrecked. Uh, that's it for the news. Uh, a bunch uh, to catch up on. A bunch of a mix, a spread, a smorgasbord. Steve, it's time for wish list. This uh, every week, I remember we pick three upcoming Canadian-made <laughs> games that you have to add to your wish list right now. Uh, these all come to us from our Discord today. Who people who have hopped in and shared their upcoming project in our shameless plugging channel. Uh, so thank you to all these people for being a part of our little community we've made here over at CanadianGameDevs.com. First up, Steve, The Dead Prince by Studio Lintex in Canada is all they say, but we'll take it. It's coming out at the end of next year. Quote, <clears throat> play the role of a blood, ma- blood magic assassin fulfilling the pact his family made long ago. Use your assortment of magical abilities to sneak through bases, take down guards, and assassinate your target. Uh, Steve, I would describe the movement in this game as Hitman Go-esque, yeah. uh, but with a 2D um, sprite, like SNES slash Genesis uh, RPG art style. Is that fair? That is fair. I'm just remembering that I really liked that Hitman. I did too. Game. Hitman and Tomb Raider Go were un- yeah. slept on. We're both sweet. And then I'm I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't think I've really seen or played a game that is like it since. So I'm hyped for this now. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, this is a, this was a type of game that I really, really dug. So this is this uh this is really cool actually. It is an interesting show. it's a blend like kinda like how Peglin combines like Peggle RPGs with like a pixel art. This combines like the Hitman Tomb Raider Go art with Prince of Persia is the aesthetic they're going for. You the 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 thumbnail for the game is like an arabian uh city with the domes and and towers and the sunset and the behind in the front is someone who very obviously looks like the prince from prince of persia in terms of like the knife in one hand the uh arm ability in the other and like the the scarf or head scarf billowing behind with the big mm. white baggy pants i think that's a great pitch and you're right i to my knowledge cannot name another game that has used the hitman go turn-based like move dots on lines movement with their whatever else they're doing so that is also very interesting to me well i forget which one one of those games was the last game i played before i became a father i played oh i played in the hospital <laughs> sitting in the the waiting room well i was it, we were in the like the baby room like heather was basically napping the maternity ward was, yeah i don't i don't hey, know yeah. what that room is called but this game looks cool because like you, it looks like you can throw noisemakers to other joints or connection points on the grid of dots, and then people move to it to like see what's going on. And then you, because uh, for the people who didn't play the Hitman or Tomb Raider Go games, you always have to make a move on your turn, or there's some actions that like do something else, but you can stay in place. And so with, with a stealth game that this is kind of going for, I think, yeah. So uh, turn turn based so, stealth game. So my my daughter was born October fifth. Okay, like ten thirty. October fifth at six o'clock, four hours earlier, <laughs> I got a I got a trophy in, in Hitman Go. 
There you go. There you go. The last trophy of non-fatherhood Steve's and then I, tro- and then, trophy getting and then career. The next trophy was Borderlands 3 six days later. Uh, okay. That's a quick turnaround, Steve. <laughs> I would have oh, put more time in between those, but that's okay. Hey, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, Steve, is the Dead Prince from Canadian-based studio Lintex on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Yeah, this is, uh, I'm excited for this one. This is dope. Me too. What, what? I didn't think about it until you mentioned the the Hitman movement, but yeah, that that really is it, huh? Yeah, like I can't. Th- I mean, if there's other games, people should let us know in the Discord. Yeah, let me know. But um, I can't. I I can't think of any. So good stuff. Next game today from Viroid Games in Toronto. Urban Farmer. Quote. Urban Farmer is a gardening simulator that lets you plant and harvest crops in major cities worldwide. See how geographically accurate climate conditions influence your hard work. Budget for your garden and design it to your liking with trellises, raised beds, and a wide variety of accessories. So yeah, this looks like a typical farm management game. Um, the art style I would describe as kind of like, not low poly, but like a kind of art of rally. Simple yeah. buildings, flat colors. <gasps> oh, that's um, on Game Pass. I got I it. It is. You do, Sorry. Steve. It's good. Uh, but with the, the premise of like different cities, you're growing these like sort of neighborhood gardens in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm looking at a garden in the middle of like two rows of a subdivision, like between the houses seems to be where you're building it. Um, yeah, it's a great pitch. I love garden sims, Steve. Like I didn't get into Stardew Valley as much as everyone else. But growing up, like I played Alice Greenfingers a lot, which was like a big fish. One of those online gardening ones. Obviously, I was in the Farmville craze when I was on social media or oh, Facebook. Yeah, I, mean. fuck, I remember that. Oh man, dude, I played so much Farmville. I like maxed out the level you could make the thing and like had it so I was making like a million dollars a day. Like, yeah, sorry to everyone I was friends with from that time, but oh yeah, that was so annoying. Just getting <laughs> fucking pokes and invites to everything. Um, yep, yep. I got I got to shoot this one over to my wife because she's a big farmer. I got we got to give a uh, bread on this too because he's he's big in farming games and stuff like that. Not really, not usually my cup of tea, but this does look really, really nice. Um, it does. Of course, it's from Toronto people making urban. The, uh, the the picture they use for their like devlogs on Steam is a a, a raccoon. A raccoon. <laughs> uh, kind of like guiltily or like uh, very recently caught facial expression, holding a, a head of lettuce, kind of like running away from a garden. Uh, you know, so that too. that's funny, Steve. Uh, is urban farmer. From Toronto-based Viroid Games on your Steam wish list. Yes, it is. Excellent. The last game I want to plug for you today, Steve. Ooh. Is Red Trigger 2 by Bold Spirit Games Studio in Montreal, Quebec. Uh, it's coming out, who knows, TBD, but it's an FPS puzzle game. Incarnate a virus. What does incarnate a virus mean? What does incarnate mean? We're going to check this on the fly because I don't actually know. Uh, embody in flesh. Okay, so incarnate a virus and try to take down a digital server in which each inhabitant seems to be in pain. To do so, you will use a gun that can expand and retract red blocks, but you can only expand three at a time, so manage your energy wisely. Huh, this game's doing some some weird body horror, not body horror, what do you call it when like it's like, I'm looking at this guy get like tortured, his shadow is very obviously being tortured um, against the wall is here. That, uh- Ooh, uh, it's, it's what they always uh, it's what they always like talk about the Tomb Raider games, like because she gets like punished or whatever. Oh, gore porn, gore porn and stuff. Yeah, I don't think it's gore porn, but like there's something there's something not fun happening to everyone in this game. 
Um, um, yeah, so it's first person, uh, very low poly. Um, Red Red Trigger, the first one is free on Steam, by the way. So oh, there you go. Check demo. out where check out where it all started. <laughs> you <laughs> seem to have a cat companion too, who like sits on your shoulder. I gotta figure out how this gun works from this trailer because you're holding like this gun with three like three slots. Oh, it looks like you have Titanfall wall running. Um, you have like a, a a zip line that you can just like jump to things. And then it looks like you can shoot out three red blocks that are used for various platforming challenges, but only three. So use them wisely, or I guess you'll, there'll probably be a point where like you're chaining them, like removing the third one and putting it in front of you, like as you go, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kind of like mirror's edge style levels where everything's white and like objects of interest are red or another obvious color in the environment. Um, what do you think, Steve? It looks pretty sweet. I, yeah, I'm, I'm just watching the the trailer as well, just to kind of get an idea of what you'd be doing. I feel like, oh, there we go. Okay, it's like the later half of the trailer mm-hmm. is when you actually can make the portals and, or the platforms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I like. I think I would really dig to watch people who are really good at this game play. Mm. You know, like when you're watching port people play Portal and speed run through the game. Mirror's like, Edge speed runs is just like yeah. I think that'd yeah. be dope. But it does look pretty sweet. I'm I'm interested. I'm gonna wish list. Uh, I mean, it's kind of silly to wish list it because it's free. But I'm gonna wish list the other one. Okay, Are we doing a double wish list then. Double wish lists. Ding ding ding. Wait for that wait, Steam no. Deck. Me too. Me too. It's okay, guys. Take your time. I don't I don't need it right now. But oh, I I've spent like. I spent a thousand dollars on my car the other day, and then I bought the Xbox, so I don't need to really buy stuff. <laughs> no, point. you don't. Uh, so yeah, I guess I don't need to ask. Uh, both Red Trigger One and Two are now on our wish lists. That's it for wish list. This uh, hop in our Discord, show me your game, and I want to add it to my wish list. And I want to make Steve add it to his wish list. Uh, we love Canadian games. Wow. We're uh, we're coming up on uh, an hour, Steve. Do you want to? Uh, I want to shout out at least one Kickstarter that's been plugged in our Discord. Ambitious, I think to say the least. Uh, but the Cartesian Project is being developed in Toronto uh, by what's this team's name? Um, Last Shot Studios Inc. Uh, it is a fast-paced first-person platforming game. Uh, it takes place in space uh, on this like sort of ISS style space station, moving really fast. Um. Yeah, you uh let me let me read a bit of the pitch at the top here. In the distant future, the people of Earth discover a trace of rare mineral with incredible energy potential. In search of the powerful new resource, an expeditionary force above the colony ship Terra Mobile discovers what they believe to be a source of ire, the the source of all the ire in the galaxy, which is the new resource thing. Um let's get some gameplay here. So you, there's there's a sentinel character and then there's factions uh that'll function as like sort of who you align with in this this world of combating over resources, uh, you you sort of move the Sentinel in first person around the spaceship using different abilities. The HUD is kind of like Metroid Prime, um, and uh, yeah, you get you get different abilities that let you you know traverse things differently, interact with different rooms. I, I think it might be Metroidvania style. I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah, they they've got ten days left in the Kickstarter. Uh, 10 days to go. Most Kickstarters get their, the most of their success in the first or last day. So, you know, if you're hesitant to jump in, know that you'll probably be among the last big push. Um, but yeah, uh, that's the Cartesian project. What do you think, Steve? It does look pretty sweet. Um, mm. I'm just kind of eyeing all this stuff. 
kind of tiptoeing around. They are asking for $75,000 to get the project across the finish line, um, which is big. Um, they still have room for the, uh, the early, nope, the lowest tier, $20 to get a copy of the game or $2 just to like give your support special thanks in the credits. Um, yeah. $20 gets, yeah. $20 is, I always look at like, what's, what's the way to get the game. Yeah. Uh, so that's 20 Canadian dollars. <coughs> yeah. Uh, fake American money. It does. Look, a, it looks chaotic. Like I'm looking at yes. some gifts. Um, think, think fast paced Metroid prime. Yeah. I don't know. It looks pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. So that's the Kickstarter update from around the country this week. Let's one close thing the to, show. One thing to point out is Spaceboat didn't uh, didn't get funded. Uh, yes, but they're uh, relaunching it um, mm-hmm. with some of the things that they learned. So Spaceboat Kickstarter round two. Let's it's not live yet. I checked, but yes, so they, can... are, they are they are taking a bunch of what didn't work or was feedback they received on the first pledge, I believe. Which many and of which you could hear on our podcast too that we did with them. You so. can. You should check out our interview. Three Combobulator Games. Um, a satirical look at the crappy monetization practices of AAA game studios told through an allegory of a, a, a Wally style spaceship traveling through the cosmos where people gamble. Speaking of which, I've been playing Battlefield 2042. Good. Let's close out the show and by talking about what we've been playing. <laughs> Steve, I don't like Halo. What do you think? Oh, man, really? I really love Halo. It's, it's, yeah, it's really polished. It's, Controls uh, super well. It you're playing on Xbox. Me. Let's. I'm playing on PC where it's mm. a mess. You're Is playing. It? So I it, tried playing on my PC and it didn't load, and I just assumed that was just my PC. No, it's it's completely not completely. Um, I get hard crashes with my friends maybe every three games, every three to five games. That's crazy. Uh, multiple times. I'll have to. Have you played on Xbox yet? Yes, way better on Xbox, obviously. Okay. So I want to just speak to the PC version here. Uh, I every so often get this weird graphical, like seizure-inducing flashing glitch. Um, the other <laughs> oh, fun really? thing at the moment, I play through the Xbox app, and when you hit play, it launches the game twice. Um, so the first time I la- I hit play, just clicked it once because I'm not a freak, and uh, it launched, and it was running horribly. <laughs> a couple matches, and I'm like, "What is going on?" And I alt tabbed, and it was running again. I was like, "What?" And then I checked every time I click play once because I'm not a freak. It launches the game twice. Are you playing it through the Xbox app or through yes. like the yeah Steam? through the Xbox app? Oh, weird. so so many issues. With Play it. through like the Steam client. See if you still get issues to the Steam client. Yeah, I should. Although I want the achievements, which is why I was playing on Xbox. Uh, um, true. The that's my boy. The, Main, yeah, man. The os the, the the biggest issue Reddit seems to have with Halo is the monetization, the the drip feed, Battle Pass, yeah, uh, all Battle stuff Pass. I don't really care about. Um, but that's I to don't be either because I know because so here's the thing: this mm-hmm. should have been people should have realized this was going to happen anyways because they because the battle passes don't end. So no. obviously they're going to cap the like the 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 experience. They're going to stretch gonna it from yeah, like. I don't know why this is so surprising to people. I think because it is like, cause a bunch of people are coming into this game and like, if you weren't following the PR and like, wow, Halo's doing yeah, battle passes, no, but they true, never unlock, you come into the Halo with the expectations of Fortnite and apex and COD battle passes, which have a much faster, or you get so much more out of them. And the other thing, Steve, like it's knee pads and shoulder pads. And like, I saw one peop- one uh, person who pulled every like color palette out of the pass. And like two of them were like, almost unidentified like they look the same if you just like 
paint dropper them in Photoshop. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, like the rewards are pretty garbage. I don't care about the rewards, but compared to what you get in other battle passes like Call of Duty, Apex, Fortnite, the rewards are pretty garbage, Steve. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the battle pass, I don't even care what it is. I just need something to progress. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah, because you bought it. Ex- you you dropped that twelve Canadian, right? I bought it before I even played the game, and then I chirp, and then I just oh, that's 90%, awesome. 90% of the reason was just to like irk you because <laughs> I was like, this is going to. That's fair. Steve. We made we made Steve buy a short hike at the same time because he was like, find me a Canadian indie of equal or lesser value, and uh, a short hike was like a dollar less. I was like, there we go on yeah. PlayStation. But so we'll get to it. that. So tell me about um, your experience with Halo. Yeah, I've, I've, I, I'm playing on Xbox. We got the mm-hmm. we got the Halo Xbox, the sex box, because I make I make really good financial decisions. Um, yes, including buying an Xbox a year after I bought an Xbox, um, and I'm having a great time. Like I've I play with a buddy of mine Friday night, and uh, the thing is, like I've been telling people, like Halo is has the biggest gap of how much I enjoy it versus how good I am at it. Like I'm mm. awful at it, but I love the series. I've played That's interesting. I think I played all of them except for four. I just had that, was the, that was one of the first ones I really got into. Yeah. Um I, but I played all of them, but I'm always awful. Like if I go I went on to Halo Waypoint the other day mm-hmm. and one of the big another big complaint is that the stats aren't live yet. Like you can't see the stats as well. Like your K D and stuff? Yeah. Huh. Like if you go to if you go to Halo Waypoint right now, you won't see it. Um, should should preface all this by saying it is technically in beta until December eighth when the game launches. They are they are qualifying this as a beta. Yeah, how much can change in two weeks? I would wager not a lot when they're trying to finish wager, the, would, finish yeah, developing the campaign <laughs> to get it to run on a launch Xbox One and a Series X and be good. So you know, but yes, it is. This is technically beta. So I'm going on Waypoint right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just it doesn't show your thin. That's oh, like sorry. their brow. That's like their browser Halo career yeah, thing, kind of like stuff. Destiny. Halo does, right? Halo Five kill death ratio 0. 0.52. <laughs> Halo Master Chief Collection kill death ratio 0. 0.4. I'm not uh, good wow. at these games. No, so you're not. <laughs> they're they're. I'm totally just casual fan with them, and yeah, I don't care about like. I just need. I just want to level up something. I don't care what it gives me. I just need to level up something. Okay. And I'm having a great time. Like I think it controls really well. I think the the driving and the shooting is like way better than, like I think the shooting is way better than the split gate because that's where all the comparisons are going to be. It has driving. Mm-hmm. I think the level design so far has been like really really good. Um, I don't have any major. Comp- I think the weapons are like way better. Like I played that Fiesta mode, which mm-hmm. is just you random spawn. weapons every time you yeah. spawn, right? And I'm like, these weapons are dope. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm 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 really digging it. Huh. I but I. I know I'm a casual person right. with these games because I don't have and, the time. To but the majority of the people who play this will be because it is free to play. It's the first free to play Halo. It's on Steam, Xbox, and uh, PC and Windows. So yeah. like it's gonna, it will probably be like uh, no doubt the most played Halo game ever. Um, which yeah. means like if it if it is appealing to a casual, like the the thing people forget often is I think Reddit and Twitter like complaints get blown out to represent like a, a general feel about a game when in reality it's an extremely vocal like 0.3 percent of everyone who's going to play something who are complaining about it 
but yeah, Steve, I don't know. We seem to be in very different plates places uh, in regard to Halo, and uh, I'm very interested to see at the end of December what Splitgate's player count looks like and what Halo Infinite's player count looks like. Because mm. I gotta be honest, Steve, playing this with a couple of my friends, mainly my friend Jake, shout out to Jake, we played like a couple of matches of Halo, and we were like, Jake, what up? I just... I just wish I was playing Splitgate. And I was like, yeah, mm. I do too. And then we hopped into Splitgate and I was like, yes. Oddball, uh, the ball and flag, instant melee kills, the the time to kill is way faster. Just ah, oh, just I think yeah, the Splitgate gets me with a few things. The art is awful. I've been I was in Discord. It's not a sense. graphics thing, it's the art behind it. Like the characters just look ugly. Everything looks ugly in the game. Yes. Um and I'm no artist, and I couldn't do anything even, like, fucking 5% as good as what Splitgate looks like, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I like vehicles in my multiplayer shooters. I like Battle- I've like i always liked Battlefield more than Call of Duty. I liked Okay, kind of like that does bigger, make a lot of sense then. Yeah, I like to open bigger worlds and stuff like that. And eventually, grenade, grenades not doing damage kind of really bugged me in Splitgate. I like, mm. I like grenade spamming. I like kind of how chaotic... That stuff adds to the to the feeling. Nothing, nothing feels better than sticking a plasma grenade in any video game. Yeah, and portal adds some chaos. Or sorry, portals add some chaos to the multiplayer, but it's not visual chaos. You know what I mean? Like Halo just has explosions and shit just going off all over it the is. place. It's just fun yeah. to like look at. Whereas Splitgate, you see Splitgate's all about like line of sight. It's like Splitgate's like a line of sight peeking game, much yeah. more than Halo, which is a th- everyone on the team throws both their grenades at once and they all just <laughs> blow up in ten seconds. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of want to re-download Splitgate just to give it another shot because it's been I haven't played it since uh, like season zero or whatever. I so want to play Splitgate with you, Steve. All right, let's let's try to play some soon. See, it's much easier to play friends with, or games with my friend Vern because he's in BC, so it's like three hours. Oh, he's way behind you. Yeah, no, yeah. it does make sense. It, it works out better. So a lot of the games, like Back for Blood and all the games I've been playing lately, have all been with him because it's like I finally get Sophia to sleep at like 9, 9.30, and then it's like he's just finishing up dinner. I'm like, all right, That's let's do awesome. This. <laughs> there we go. Whereas you're like going to bed. <laughs> I so. am. I'm, I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. You, so you, you've also been playing Battlefield 2042. Again, casual, but and, – and actually – Full disclosure, they gave me a code, surprisingly. I don't know why. No Canadian involvement on that project, No, really. they just sent me a code, and I'm like, I messaged Well, I'm not going like, to not redeem it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to buy the game. I was, I had it pre-ordered. <laughs> Steve, don't tell them that. Don't tell them. They might be listening. And so they sent me the, the game. Um, it's definitely, again, I knew when they announced all the season pass shit, all the stuff that no single player, I'm like... Multiplayer is going to be lacking. There's going to be less stuff. Like, you can tell. And when you play it, yeah, it's fun. I'm having a good time with it, but there's less stuff all around. There's less weapons. Mm. There's less maps. There's all this shit. And because they have to fuel, like, fucking three years of battle passes. Mm -hmm. At -hmm. least. So it's going to be the type of thing where a lot of people are bitching about it again. Um and they're going to patch it, and they're going to fix it, and then two years, people are going to be like, oh, Battlefield 2042 is so good. The game is fine. I think it's getting, like, sixes and sevens right now. I would agree with that. The fact that it was, like, the one of the most negative-rated games on Steam while also being, like, top ten and played was, like, so silly. Um, <laughs> they hate us because they ain't us. Yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's fine, but it's definitely, like, I don't know. It's, okay. I don't, again, I didn't pay for it. I would have pre-ordered it. I would have been fine with it. The thing, like, I've just been, because Grand Theft Auto Definite Edition came out, and it's such shit, 
Mm-hmm. And like everyone's just complaining lately, and I'm just like, oh, I'm tired of seeing Reddit thread the same Reddit threads over and over and over again. I think it's time for people just to realize. And I don't mean to blame like it's. <laughs> I don't mean to blame like the like um, like obviously these are big giant billion dollar companies, and people should hold them to accountable to a certain extent. But like, mm-hmm. I think it's time you just sort of accept that if a AAA shooter comes out. There's going to be monetization stuff in it. There's going to be nickel and diamond shit in it. It's going mm-hmm. to be feel lackluster, and your memory of Battlefield Four or Call of Duty Four or whatever is going to be way better than what you're playing right now. Like I think you just have to sort of accept that's what it is. Steve, and, Steve is coming down hard on the fool me twice, shame on me camp. I, yeah, like I don't know. It's just like when I bought No Man's Sky at launch, played mm-hmm. it. Me too. I'm like, this game fucking sucks, and I just didn't As play did it. I. Ever. I just didn't play it and I just left it. I just didn't bother with it. I'm like, I don't really yeah. need to play this shit ever again. Like, I just move on with my life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And same with Yeah, no, um, people are so invested in Halo and Battlefield as like now, I guess, 20 year running franchises. Uh, that And then that's the thing that game studios lean into is like really just wrapping up your personality yeah. and your value as a person in the perceived goodness of the games you like. And that's where it gets really twisted for people. Like if you, if part of your identity you've established for yourself as like a a man in his early twenties, unfortunately, is that I like Halo and then a bad Halo game comes out. It's personal for you in a way it shouldn't be in any healthy person whose relationship to themselves and others isn't determined through how they consume media. Uh, And that's just, that's (laughs) not going away. So you need to either, Complain about something once and then not support it again or realize that once you've been fooled once, any other times you buy a game and it sucks, that's shame on me. Yeah. You want me to not complain about a game, Steven? Because I want to tell you about my game of the year so far, 2021. Uh, I have a couple things on my backlog, but Inscription is just it, Steve. It's it. It is a game... That's doing so many interesting things meta meta ter- meta narrative wise, like in conversation with like the genre and players, kind of like Undertale. How Undertale was like a commentary on like how people play RPGs, trying to like clear all the enemies in an area, and if you just stop for a second and think about how fucked up it is that you're just like doing kingdom spanning genocides in like a lot of these <laughs> uh, early RPGs. Inscription is trying to like have a similar conversation about like card games and card mechanics and deck building mechanics and roguelike mechanics and roguelite mechanics and and it makes fun of the player in some really interesting ways and, and the the one character routinely will just shit on gamers in a way i really appreciated uh near, near the end of the game um people it's hard to talk about what makes inscription interesting and cool without talking about spoilers so obviously i will not spoil in spoil inscription needless to say the game's visual presentation mechanics and feel shift drastically multiple times in cool ways. Uh, and I think everyone should play it. Mm. Steam deck game for me. When it comes to, when, Steam deck game for yeah. sure. Um, I got I to gotta get going. So the only other thing I've been playing was um, uh, A Short Hike, which is... Game of the year 2018. Which is incredible. I, I was just playing. I was like, yo, this is so common and nice. It's fucking dope. So good. But if you play that so game good. not on big and crunchy graphics, I don't even want to speak to you. Mm-hmm. Get out of my Discord. <laughs> get out of my life. <laughs> so I don't. I haven't seen the smooth mode. Uh, I've actually... I've, I've heard of the feature, but I haven't seen it in action, and I don't know if I want to yeah, because it's, it is nice. I mean, the, the art is still nice and stuff, but I was like, no, the part of the charm of this game is the big and 
crunchy graphics. You gotta you gotta play it. But it's uh, do you know the smooth do you know the smooth Ringo meme, Steve, from the new Beatles documentary on Disney Plus? No. So to make it 4K, they like did a bunch of like machine learning stuff to like. <sighs> fit fit pixels in between to make it 4k and so there's this one screen grab of ringo star where he has the smoothest face possible and you're like mods asleep post smooth ringo and so uh don't post smooth a short hike on my timeline i don't want to see it (laughs) i'm just looking at it now (laughs) (laughs) smooth ringo is cursed no one should see smooth ringo no one should see smooth a short hike unless you want to i don't really care uh but yeah, I'm glad to hear it's still good on PlayStation, and I should I should replay it. It's so short and so nice, and ah, man. On that note, good. There are still good games out there. Do not lose hope. Uh, Canadian games inscription in a short hike will carry us into a new era of, of digital multimedia. If you want to help us keep doing this ridiculous, absurd podcast week after week. Sometimes go to patreon.com slash Canadian game devs at the $5 tier or higher. We will count you a credited patron and list your name at the end of every episode. Like these lovely folks. Thank you so much. Aaron McLeod, who somehow didn't know inscription was Canadian. Aaron, Aaron, I've been, I've been singing this game's praises on the podcast for months. All that to say, uh, Canuck play, David Winter, David Nagy, Daniel Miller, Dugsy, Eric beer, Eleanor, Elizabeth, Avery, Gene Leggett, Kai Hutchins, Meow the Leon, Nicholas Azorko, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, Slaughter Neko, and Stacey H. Uh, please give us any feedback you have about the structure of the podcast, our, our recording setup, or anything that you want to give us feedback about uh, as a review if you're on a service that does that, or otherwise contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. Uh, everything we talked about should be in the show notes, so scroll down if you want to see any links. And that's it from Steve and I at Canada Game Devs on Twitter. We're both linked our personal accounts in the bio there. Um, thanks for doing this, Steve. I, I liked this episode. Me too. Do you want to place any bets before we close out the week? <sighs> we uh, currently have you are going to win at least one or one of your two fantasy leagues, and I at some point will invest in another stock. Um, but nothing. Have you nothing opened your RSP yet? It's it's halfway done. Oh um, do you want to place any game award bets, or should we do that next week when we're closer? Maybe we should do that next week. Uh, let's do it. In, yeah, when it, yeah, let's do it next week. We'll do it next week. Okay, next week we'll play some game award bets. Any sports bets before we close out, Steve? Mm, no, not right. How are my Bengals doing? Uh, they're pretty good. They're just in a really difficult uh, um, division. <laughs> Me too. Like I think, <laughs> like I think, uh, I think everyone in their division is over five hundred, which is kind of crazy. Let's, huh. let's just take a look. Let's take a look here. So I won't be betting on the Bengals this week. Yeah, I like safe bets that I know I'm going to win. Well, who are they playing this week? Which are the best bets? Yeah, they're second in their division, but everyone's over 500. So they're playing... <coughs> Pardon me. They're playing the Steelers. Also, shout out to the Raptors. Steelers. Ooh. Okay, I'll bet on the Bengals this week. All right. Steven's putting five big ones on the Bengals. And, uh, yeah, shout out to the Raptors for getting me free fries like four days this week. Uh, not good for me, but good for my brain chemicals. Um, <laughs> any any other bets you want to play, Steve? No, I'm, I'm good, putting five on, on the Benjis. <laughs> I'm calling them the Benjis now. Got to wrap it up. Wrap it up. That's it. Uh, do not be sad that it's over. Uh, be happy that it happened, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.
undoes no. all of the union work from the 20th century. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Can you imagine a world without zinc? <laughs> <laughs>